Welcome to Inspire WV, a podcast all about inspiration through words and actions. Hey, Tim Bradley, how's it going? Eric Nutter, how are you doing today, my man? I'm doing well, doing well. You having a good day today? So far, so good. Yeah, you feeling? Are you feeling the inspiration? You know what? I, I I'm always inspired. Well, that's my good. goal is to inspire somebody else. That sounds like you've uh, rehearsed that line. I've, I may have practiced it a couple times in the mirror. <laughs> the person that I was looking at believed it, though. Well, that's good. Was it the mirror? It was. Yeah. Well, you know, they smiled back too. <laughs> Excellent. Well, today's topic. The topic of inspiration is uh, about something that may sound uh, may sound not so inspirational. So I want to want to kind of dig into that a little bit with you. It's it's a topic of being replaced. Something you wrote about back a couple years ago um, about facing two options every day. You want to talk about those two options? Yeah. Well, the reason I really wrote about this was uh, my boss at the time. We had a, a meeting kind of a mid-year review and we're talking about my goals and you know then I kind of all right well what's your goals he said well if I was leave the day I have a succession plan and my succession plan would be I would want you to move into my role mm-hmm. so you know I, I kind of got to thinking I was like well what's what's my succession plan you yeah. know first thing I thought of well my succession plan is my boys and how can I get them to where I want them to be to feel comfortable if something were to happen and they had to step up to my role. So, you know, then that kind of got me thinking of, well, there's, there's two options in that regard of, am I going to be replaced or, or am I moving in position to be a replacement? And the reason I kind of looked at it that way is, you know, you're in a job at any point, no matter what you've done or where you're at, something can happen or somebody could be behind you pushing you to get your title or your job. So, you know, it kind of, my thinking was, are you going to be replaced or are you going to be the replacement? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sort of like, um, both looking at your current role, what role you're playing and are you in the kind of arena of potentially being replaced, but also thinking about the next step for yourself. What are you heading towards? What are you being, what are you potentially going to replace? Right. And that's, it's one of those things like, you know, the, the work field today, it, it doesn't matter what you've done or, or how great you are. All it takes is one mistake. You know, they, one of the biggest things you can do, you can do something right 99 times out of hundred. You could do one thing wrong and that, that could be your downfall. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we, we often get stuck on. All right. What did that person do wrong instead of what did that person do right? And that's sometimes that's a business. So, you know, you've got to have the ability at all times to to work through scenarios and say, you know what, there's somebody behind me. And I, I use it with baseball all the time. You know, this is your position right now. You're my second baseman. But if I got a guy behind you that's working harder in practice and comes to every practice and show me that he can do it, there at some point he's going to get a shot. So one of the biggest things you can look at Lou Gehrig, right? Luke Gehrig went, set a record for most games played. He was a, a replacement for somebody. Yeah. Now the question is, do you know who he replaced? I do not. Mr. Pip. So he replaced him. This guy was a good first baseman for the Yankees. Luke Gehrig came in and, and started a game and never set. 
<laughs> up until, you know, he got sick. So it was, he had an opportunity. He became the replacement and never looked back. So it's, it's all about, sometimes it's about opportunity and what you can take from a scenario or situation. And that's, that's one of the things that I continue to talk with, with the boys and everybody else of being a sponge. So when you're a sponge, yeah, there's holes and there's pieces and things that are going to come out, but how much of that can you retain and help you move forward? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, uh, keeping it in the sports arena, I've heard numerous players and they, they talk about this, especially when they move up from one, you know, level to the next. So when they go from high school to college sports, for example, they talk about the, the speed of the game changing and things like that. And they, they talk about, um, you know, the inability to take a play off, like you can't take a play off, you know, because if you do, you get exposed and someone's going to, you know, drive past you or potentially you lose that spot. Like you said, you know, your, your second baseman, you know, loses their spot because they weren't working as hard. They, they took a play off. So when you're kind of in a position, your job to your, to your point is, is trying to kind of keep that position and try to grow and keep working on your craft. But then there's a, you know, being, uh, being replaced isn't, isn't a bad thing either. In some cases, maybe, um, as a manager in, in business or, um, you know, in your, in your career, if you, or if you own a business, you, you might be trying to figure out how to get yourself replaced, creating that succession plan, like you, you mentioned. So, I mean, I think there's, there's good on both sides of that, right? Oh, yeah. And I'll go back to Lou Gehrig again. He he replaced Wally Pip. Wally Pip was a, a good first baseman. Lou Gehrig an opportunity to, to step in, and he, he went for that. And and I've I've talked to my guys about it before too. And one of the things that we really try to get across to them is you need to take every opportunity, every practice, every rep, and make it a game situation. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, the analogy is practice like you're going to play. Well, I we went further with that, and you know they practice perfect and all this stuff is continue to give you everything you've got and, and work to the point where it is routine. And once you get to a point where it's routine, then you don't think about things. You just go out and it's second nature to you. Right. Um, so, and again, sometimes that competition is good for you because you know, you start taking places off or you get complacent. Mm-hmm. And when you find people in, in jobs and in sports, when they get complacent, bad things start to happen. Yep. Some errors start occurring and you get lazy. So again, when you, when you know there's somebody pushing up your coattails and, and wanting to be right there, it drives you. And sometimes we need that extra job to really move forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have that fear of, of loss, it's, it's real easy for you to, um, to find that complacency because who cares, right? I'm nothing's right. going to change. I'm still going to, still going to have this, this same gonna, role. Oh, it's, you know, that the whole thinking is I, I'm, I'm always going to be the guy. Well, you're the guy until there's the next guy. And, <laughs> and that's a problem that some people don't see. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easy to get there. If you're, if, if you allow, if, if two things, if you allow yourself, because 
you should have the, um, hopefully you have the drive if you're in a position like that to keep pushing yourself. So even if you don't have competition, you compete with yourself to, I think you oh, mentioned, yeah. I don't know if you mentioned it during this conversation or not, but you know, you always wanted to be better tomorrow than you were today. And so competing right. with yourself, if there's no one else to compete with, but, um, having that, uh, that competition mindset sort of drives you to that place of, of kind of constantly trying to improve. And, and when you can get to the level of adding dimensions to yourself, you know, it's, sometimes we get one dimensional in our, in our abilities and, and what we can really do. And when you bring somebody up behind you that can do a little bit more, you know, your manager, your coach is going to really look at that person. So, you know what? He gives us that little extra. And sometimes that little extra takes us further. Mm -hmm. Do you have any examples? I was just going to say, do you have any examples of times when you, uh, you may have not followed your own advice here? Um, there's, there's times where, yes, I've gotten complacent, um, with what I've done. Um, you know, I, I've looked at it a lot now with, with me coaching and kind of looking back on you know my career as a player, I was never, you know, a great player. Um, I was Joe average in high school. Um, I was the first person at my school to play all three sports, which was football, basketball, baseball, all four years of, of school. Um, had some opportunities with some other things, but I didn't work at it. I, mean, I didn't spend the extra time. Now, granted, you know, back then you went from one sport to the next. There wasn't that extra work. We didn't, I couldn't afford to do extra practices or travel or some of these other things that are available today. Right. But the, I'm in probably, hundred percent better shape now than I was when I was 16, 17, and 18, just <laughs> understanding, understanding my body and understanding what I needed to do to improve every day. Um, then, you know, at, at that early age, you're, you think you're great right. and, and invincible. Yes. And it's, you know what? I don't need to do this. I don't need to work. I just, I show up and I'm going to do something. And I was never good enough to do that. And, and, you get people in your ear saying how great you are. And, um, you know, you, you watch college sports now and you've got a kid who, who does really well. Then you've got somebody calling them up and say, you know what? I can get you money. You can cover and pay for everybody in your family. Or, you know, a lot of these people have come from bad situations where they didn't have finances. So here's an opportunity for us to have everything, but they're not ready. They haven't worked to get to the point where they can, really succeed. They're just on that cusp of really doing something and they stop. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's understanding that, yeah, you can be really good, but you have an opportunity to be great. And that's a problem with a lot of people. They get to the point where they're satisfied of being good. They don't want to work harder to be great. Right. Yeah. The, um, I have a, uh, a story about that a little bit too. Um, so, and I think what we're talking about is, uh, there's a name for it. I had to look it up real quick cause I couldn't remember it. It's the Dunning Kruger effect. 
Um, and so mm-hmm. the, the idea of that is that even, even though you know nothing about a topic, you feel like, you know, everything about it. So, um, and the, uh, the, the, the kind of the scale of it is when you know nothing about it, your confidence in it is very high. And then as soon as you start to learn a little bit, you fall into this pit (laughs) thinking that now maybe I know nothing about it. And then you slowly, (laughs) um, you slowly learn back to some level of stability where you're competent in that topic. You have confidence and you're very wise in that, in that topic. And, um, uh, that I think can affect our, um, our ability to want to learn. So you mentioned, you know, for you, it was, it was that lack of, I don't need to work on this to, to get better at it. Cause I'm just awesome as, as is, um, I was my, my version of that isn't sports related. It was, um, with advertising. So I went into the idea of advertising. We've kind of talked about this. My, my college uh, classes were, were all around marketing and advertising. And I thought my creativity level was top notch. I'm the most creative person on the planet. And, um, so one of the very early classes that I took, you had to, um, you had to do comps, you had to do drawings of your ads. So you, you would literally back in the day, we didn't have a lot of the, um, software to just whip up ads like we do today. But so we would literally draw them by hand and you had thumbnails and comp sheets and things like that. We would draw them up and turn them in. And one of the first assignments we were supposed to, to do an ad for something. I don't know what it was, you know, some cell crackers or something. And, um, so I, I created my ad and I brought it in and turned it in. And the professor literally looked at it and she, in front of everybody, which helped with the humility in this, she turned to me and said, where, where's the rest? I was like, you only need one. It's the best one right there. (laughs) I only need to turn in one. She goes, if that's your, she, she literally said, if that is your, um, mentality about this, you need to change careers right now. And it was a moment of, it was a come to Jesus moment for me, you know, because it was like, Oh crap. So, so what are you saying? And, and essentially she was saying, look, the, in, in this, in this job, the client decides what's good and what's not good. You don't decide. So in this particular role, you need to provide them with options. And, and I came in thinking I'm the best. I know the best. I I know everything. And I didn't know Jack, you know? So, um, it was a, it was a real eye opening moment for, for me as well. So good stuff. And that's, you know, (laughs) one of those things about that though, what it it drove you to get better, right? Oh, of course. And it, you went from, you know what, I could be replaced to, I want to be the replacement. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the, the point that I was kind of thinking about too, is, you know what, there's going to be points where I fail, where there's points where somebody's going to be better than I am, but I'm not going to let them outwork me. And, and that's one of the things where, you know, I've tried to to teach my, my teams when we step on the field, there's going to be times that that team is definitely going to be better than you. Yep. We don't have an opportunity to beat them until you go out and play. And it's the, that mindset you've got to have. It's, guys, the game starts zero to zero. 
you have just as good a chance as anybody else in this game. One of the time, you know, sometimes we get out there and the first thing that we do is we put that other team or that other person on the pedestal and we just continue to back up and say, we're never going to get to that level. Mm-hmm. And you've got other people who are saying, you know what? I'm going to go past that. I'm not even looking at this person. I'm looking at the next thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference of, you know, where, where do you want to go and what do you want to do? What do you think gets a person past the putting them on a pedestal and then thinking that they can get further than, than, than whatever that level is? Is it confidence? You know, there's times I think that, yeah. Uh, and I just think there's, there's some people, um, you know, with, with sports, a lot of times we'll say, you know, we'll just look at a player and say, they have it. And it's the it factor, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the it factor comes down to, you know, belief in, in themselves, mm-hmm. the ability to inspire the teammates around them. Just, you know, you've got some guys who are a leader and others will gravitate to that person. And you look at a person who works hard and, and, you know, in the work environment, this is the person that stands up and is that person who is the voice in the presentation or says, you know what, I've got this. And when you can surround yourself with those type of people, you've got a great team. Yeah. But at the same time, you should, hopefully, if you're the person beside him, you're watching and you're learning. So you know what? I'm going to be out here in the room. So it, it gives you an opportunity to, to really drive and push yourself. Yeah. And having the, um, humility when you're in a position like that to know that you're not the best if you're on the team with the best. Um, and then, but but to use that as an opportunity to learn, um, so that maybe someday you can become the the replacement, um, for, for that person. You know, the, the perfect person, you know, this wasn't even a thought when I wrote it, but now looking back on it, this presentation and what we've talked about is Scotty Pippen. 100%. Here's a guy who was in the shadows. He was, you know, the Batman to Superman for so long. Michael Jordan stepped away. He stepped up. And, you know, one of the things we talked about in the series, too, was completely different leader. You know, Jordan kind of tore people down to build them up. Pippen was that guy who was there to console and kind of talk and bring people up mm-hmm. and never really, you know, demean them. That was just, he learned from the, the best and at the point in that career, he was the best player. Yeah. So, you know, he, he saw what it took and what he had to do. He just went about it differently. And, right. and that's okay. Same, yeah. Oh yeah. And it's one of those things like you look at the best players of all time and his name's up there. Yeah. And for the longest time, he was, he was a guy that was in the shadows that when you looked at that team, you didn't think about him. But then every time you know you hear Jordan talk now, he couldn't have been where he was at without having Pippen on his team and just having that person who believed in what he was doing and was trying to do great things himself. Exactly. Cool. Do you have any uh, final thoughts on this topic before we close? Um, today? One of the things. One of the things I, I I thought about when I wrote this, and and I've said it many times is here's something that you can, you can really use is I know a lot about a little and a little about a lot. It's 
we don't have to be so focused on one thing. If we can really bring yourself in to do multiple things, you're going to get better. Yep. And we also have to understand that there's going to be times that we're not in control. We may be the best person. We may have the best scenarios. You may have the best creative idea out there. You're going to get shot down. It doesn't mean it wasn't great. You wasn't the best person for the position. It's just somebody else's thoughts and beliefs were different from what yours were. Yep. But that's not an excuse to not bring it every time and, and kind of push to, to be the best. And if it doesn't work out, so what, so what keep, keep moving. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good deal. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you for joining us today. You can always find more episodes by visiting inspirewv.com and find us on your favorite, favorite pod, podcast app. Can't talk. And of course, you can always leave us feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to info at inspirewv.com. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week with more inspiration, but until then, stay inspired and be inspiring.